This is WGBH's Morning Edition. The idea of a college student conjures images of green campuses and dorm life, but you know, four in ten attend part-time. And they can take more than a decade to graduate, if at all. From our higher ed desk, WGBH Radio's Kirk Carapeza tells us till last year the federal government did not even count part-time students. Over the course of a decade, Vicki Jinji Heshvili would commute across the city from her family's duplex in East Boston to UMass in Dorchester. The 31-year-old was often surrounded by sleek ads for colleges and fast-track online degrees. Were there ever moments when you'd be standing here on the track and you'd think, I'm never going to finish? Yes, all the time. Initially it was for financial reasons and then a big challenge for me after that was the timing of classes. Like many part-time students, Jinji Hashvili was working first at a law firm and then at a factory wrapping candles for just $7.25 an hour. Two years after she enrolled, Jinji Hashvili was broke and she dropped out. Students like us were not the focus of the program, so we would always worry about, you know, is this one elective that I need going to be offered at 6 in the evening or 11 in the morning? If it's offered at 11 in the morning, I can't take it, and then what am I going to do? It would take her another eight years to earn her degree. For students like Gigi Hashvili, who start at four-year public schools and go part-time, new federal data show fewer than one in five have earned a degree eight years later. At two-year community colleges, the outcomes are even worse. Part-timers don't do very well. Davis Jenkins is a researcher at Columbia University. He works with colleges and states to improve educational and employment outcomes for students. Why are the outcomes for part-time college students so poor? Most students are working, many of them part-time. They have children in many cases or other family obligations. So unlike a student at a residential college, they can't devote their full time to uh, college. Jenkins says community colleges contribute to the problem because administrators often encourage part-time students to take their time. As a result, he says, too many students take just 12 credits. That's the minimum to get federal financial aid. You can't complete a 60-credit associate degree in the four terms typically advertised in the catalog going 12 credits a semester. Hmm. We've talked to community college students and said, I wish they'd told me that I have to take 15 credits a semester to graduate on time. In the coming years, federal forecasts predict part-time enrollment will outpace full-time enrollment. So some colleges and states are making changes to accommodate part-timers and to improve the percentage of their residents with college degrees. For example, Bunker Hill Community College in Boston has improved its retention of part-timers by putting them in seminars that provide them mentors. These seminars center on topics of interest to students, like hip-hop and the immigrant experience. So we were talking about motivations. Someone define intrinsic motivation for me. It's the motivation inside of you. Yes. Adjunct professor Nicole Vatcher teaches a class called Finding Your Future, which she says helps part-time students feel connected to the campus and to each other in a way a traditional course does not. It allows them to be part of the culture here and to feel like they're part of a family and there's connection, and I think it's the connection that keeps them coming back. 23-year-old Tatiana Garcia from Roxbury is a first-year part-time student at Bunker Hill. She says she was bullied in high school for being the daughter of Latino immigrants. Garcia delayed going to college to take care of her sick mom, and she says this course creates a welcoming space. If you're not in a safe environment, then what's the point of coming? It's very important that you get to learn with your peers, but also that you can focus and that your teacher's always going to have your back when you need it. Why do you think this approach works? 
retention happens when communities, particularly communities of color, see echoes of their own lives in education. Pam Edinger is the president of Bunker Hill, where 70% of students attend part-time. Three out of four work, one out of two are parents. So education is not at the center of their lives. She says the challenges facing her part-timers won't be solved by urging them to take more credits each semester. You can't tell somebody who is supporting their family and their children, working 30 hours a week, that somehow there's a weakness in their decision making. Early results are mixed. Part-time students who took one of the seminars last fall were 16 percentage points more likely to come back in the spring than those who didn't. Your graduation rates and retention rates for part-timers has improved, but they're still not great. They're not great. What more could you do to help them graduate on time? Having more faculty trained. And we don't just throw any faculty member who says, I want to do this in there. There is methodology and pedagogy that goes behind that. And we need to be able to put more money into getting our students to work less. Vicki Jinji Hashvili re-enrolled at UMass Boston in 2012 after she got a job on campus that covered her tuition. In 2015, 10 years after she first started, she graduated. Up until that point, I felt like I was never going to actually finish, and being there was just really amazing. Now she's going back to school to earn her master's at Harvard's Kennedy School of Government. This time, she's going full-time. I feel like I'm on vacation. I'm still getting used to, like, going to classes all day and then not having to go and work for eight hours also. Feels like a luxury. It really does. Jinji Hashvili hopes to use her Harvard degree to advocate for policy changes that will help other part-time college students. Kirk Carapesa, WGBH, Boston's local NPR. The story was edited by Ken Cooper and was a collaboration with the Heckinger Report and the Forum for the Future of Higher Education. It was made possible with support from Lumina Foundation and the Davis Educational Foundation. This is WGBH Radio.